All right, Julie, what are we talking about today? Well, I have a list. Okay. So I have four things that we could talk about. All right. Let's do it. Um, I'll let you choose which one you want to talk about. Oh, okay. So I have on my list, finding jobs. Okay. Pets. Different communities. Okay. And Coast Guard cities. Ooh. Man, that's a good list. I'm curious about your different command. Different communities. Different so how every, like... There's aviation, there's boats, there's law enforcement, there's different communities within the Coast Guard family and how different they are and how everybody has a different experience based on like what community. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there today. Okay. You start. Oh, well, I am very (laughs) much entrenched in the aviation community. Right. So a lot of what's going on here in this training community where it here it's more of a mismatch of a lot of different types Mm -hmm. of people because you have like all the cc's are from all different types of of jobs like you know we have boat guys we have aviation people or not guys but we have like boat people we have aviation people we have like admin people like you never know what a cc used did before they became a cc right so or what they're going back to do so it's very much a mismatch here okay of a lot of different types of people and it works and i think here you kind of start to realize that it's all we're all part of the bigger coast guard but how different the communities are right so because you're from law enforcement we are yeah yeah and before that well Mike was just getting out of being electronics. So he was, I think he was an FT, then he was an ET, and then he was maritime law enforcement. So he was just transitioning out of being an ET and going into the ME rate when we had just first started dating. Right. But he's been an ME the whole time. And and it is a different, I guess it is a different type of person, right? So I guess every different uh, job would be a different type. Yeah, and there's certain, ty- like certain personalities mm. definitely tend to be like the stereotypical, that group, like rescue swimmers. Oh, sure. They are type A personalities. They yeah. are driven. They are hardcore (laughs) right and you know what's funny that you bring up rescue swimmers um when somebody says oh i'm a rescue swimmer my thought on them immediately changes to wow yeah you're a hero yeah and i don't know why is it because the media have i watched the guardian too many times (laughs) because they also know how to sew they also sew Mike can sew. Mike has sewed. Did I tell you that Mike sewed like a capelet for me for a dress once? Because I, I had a bare back dress. You did and not. And I'm I sure didn't. he's really happy that this will be on the floor. Yeah. No, he's like an expert sewer. He got a pattern from Joanne's Crafts and the picked the material and sewed the, pa- cut the pattern. Wow. Sewed it, made a little like cinch in the front nice yeah he's yeah they're they're expert sewers too because they sew things like life rafts oh and the life vest and all of the um stuff like that kind of stuff like all the rescue stuff that they do they um do that all the time amazing yeah and save lives and save lives but their whole job to be clear 
is just to work out and train to save lives and then do that job when they're on duty. Well, that's good. They, yeah, like it's a very, like their job when they go to work is to go to the gym or go to the pool. So my question is, because we're spouses, what, who are the spouses to the rescue swimmers? Are they the same personality? Sometimes, sometimes not. Right? Sometimes, I mean, you have to enjoy, like, you have to be willing to accept the con- the working out. Sure. Because that is a, like, that is their job. Do you guys work out together is my question. Um, I don't know. Cause... Yeah. Like, are you gym buddies? Is your, is your spouse spotting you at the gym while you're like... Mm, no, probably because when they get home, they're not working out. They do that at work. They don't need to do that at home. <laughs> but they also don't need a wife who cooks like huge Italian meals. Right, like, right, right. Full of, like, or maybe like, they, they don't do. want to be eating like pasta every day. <laughs> or maybe they do. Maybe they're like, I need to carb load, honey. <laughs> she's like on it. <laughs> I've already whipped this up for you. Yeah. Here's your protein. I've already measured out your macros. Right. Here's your protein. That's a, a good certain... team right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Like I a, love that a, vision. A nutritionist or dietitian with the rescue swimmers, like, oh my gosh, I wonder if there's if they glow when they go out in public. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I also think, like, in the communities, like certain ones, like in law enforcement yeah. and in aviation, you have to have wives or spouses who are like, I'm just gonna forget that they're doing the job that they do and just right. trust the training. Yes. Like you have to have a level of denial. Right, right. To be able to not go insane. Yes. I feel this way about law enforcement jobs for sure. Absolutely. Cause no, like my whole life, my dad was in law enforcement. My mom right. was too, but not like my dad. My dad was a state trooper. So like I grew up just kind of understanding like that's his job and it's dangerous and they go do it, but then they come home safe. I just right. learned to trust the training. Right. And that's always been my mantra. I trust the training. I, anytime somebody's like, how can you stand when he goes flying knowing that, you know, it's so scary. And I'm like, I trust the training. I trust the flight mechanics who have worked on the helicopters. I trust the flight mechanics in the helicopters to know when something's not right. right. And I trust the co-pilot to save you know, in, to catch anything that he misses or vice versa. Like I trust, like there's two pilots for a reason. Right. I, I would tell myself when Mike would get called to those like explosive yeah. calls and bad guys on boats calls, I would tell myself, okay, Mike is an expert marksman with both hands. I trust Mike. <laughs> I, I know his team is great I know he's done a great job with his team I know that they are ready to take on whatever bad guy is on that vessel but I also know that if he gets shot in one hand he can still shoot him with the other yeah and that's that's how I would he get through right. and that's so that not everybody can do that yeah. yeah some people it's like no I'm worried all the time right and then you know you have like the the community of the people on the boats and that's a whole different thing. Right. Because that's all deployments. And you know what? That is a spouse that I I respect on level 10. Yeah. I mean. They have to be okay with being alone and being right? the most self-sufficient. Exactly. Because it doesn't work if you're not. Right. You have to be self-sufficient and hold yourself together really, really well. Right. 
or not hold yourself together really well and have a team of people around you who can help hold you together really well. But even still, the flexibility that you have to have being the spouse of somebody who may or may not be coming back into port on a certain day and time and week and yeah what mission are they doing and i haven't heard from them in four days and yeah you have to be flexible and just be like oh okay yeah like go with the flow flexible yep and just like yeah i got this exactly because that's the only way it works wow that is yeah it is stressful being a military spouse isn't it it is it's very stressful right and i guess no matter what your spouse does in the coast guard we all have our own individual like realm of stress we live in yeah we do and i think too like living in those other communities like you kind of (sighs) coming here i realize like oh because like boat guys give john crap all the time and he's just like okay right but also when he's like well you know i've been on deployments i've been on some boats Mm -hmm. his deployments are very different from their sure sure but I think, too, they're like, okay. Like, they kind of, they give him less crap, I think. Right. Um, But, like, boat guys do not like aviators. And I get it. I totally get it. And there's, like, little things, too. Like, part of the community stuff that you don't realize until you're, like, with a bunch of other people who are not. Because, like, even when we were talking and I was like, August 4th, I cannot wait. August 4th. And you're like, what's August 4th? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Well, I think that has to do with where we've lived. Yes. We didn't live in huge Coast Guard communities before. And so the only one we had lived in was Staten Island. And that was when we celebrated it big. We celebrated it in California, too. But we lived an hour away from the base. Right. So there was no, like, community excitement that we were involved in. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we showed up for a barbecue on that day. Yeah, every year, it's August 4th, there's a barbecue. Yeah, every yeah. year, because it's the Coast Guard's birthday, for those of you who aren't Coast <laughs> Or those of you who don't who know new? what I'm talking about, because you don't Because <laughs> you lived under a rock like because I do. Because you're never, because your community doesn't. But I was shocked. I was shocked. How do you not know August 4th? Because every, like, for the past 20 plus years, yeah, August 4th, we've always been there for Coast Guard Day, every day, every year. Right. Because we're all like, oh, what are we doing this year? Yeah. We go hang out at a lake or we go to a water park or we have a barbecue on base. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, cool. Yeah, you're just like, cool. And I'm like, I cannot wait. (laughs) And I was really excited about coming here because they do it really big here. They did. Yeah. And it was really good. It was good. Yeah, it was good barbecue. It was really good. Yeah, I remember uh, we had Dinosaur Barbecue in Staten Island, which is a restaurant that is phenomenal. And it changed my mind on barbecues with everybody yeah because it was so good this one was good too it was no dinosaur barbecue but you know it's hard yeah once you have certain you know i guess and i'm sure dinosaur barbecue is nowhere near as good as like memphis like if we were to go down south yeah Uh, maybe i don't know i don't don't know know. anything about that i know it seems like they always do barbecue that's probably easy yeah, just to cater it. Yeah. So, but we also, like, have a lot of fun stuff, too, that we, like, we did a water park one time, a little water park in Houston, and we just went and hung out. That was probably one of the best ones, because for some reason, Hamilton decided to establish the Coast Guard in the hottest month of the year. Sweet. So that then when we go to celebrate, we're dying. 
<laughs> in the south because it is so freaking hot. But then you'd have to have a water park. Oh, yeah. So the water park, we were like, this is nice. Yes. Just sit, put our feet in, just let our kids play. Yeah, that was a good one. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember the food. I just remember <laughs> that I was not hot. <laughs> I was not hot. So, yeah, we're we're now I should also asterisk everything that we're talking about today that we are speaking from our experience and by no means are we speaking across the global community of Coast Guard's people and their rates and ranks and jobs and all of the things we're just talking about from our small experience across the last 20 something years and who we have encountered toward. Anyone there's group or there's anyone no particular or anything, anything like that at all. There you have it. So there end asterisk. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should add these disclaimers that I guess we're gonna have to start adding them. Almost all of them are right. We? I know. I know. We're almost never talking about somebody specific. Never. Right. Well, we are, but it's not anybody. But only people we've met. Right. Exactly. Well, we've met over our. Time. I don't right. think we would talk about anybody currently unless we named them, unless we were like Caroline. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. she's the only one we've talked about from this command, yeah. I believe, to my knowledge. Yes. Who, Caroline, hi. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Caroline. <laughs> no, but I'm with you. I think, uh, I think that it takes a certain person to be in a certain job. I think it takes a certain spouse to be a mill spouse and I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of that and I'm going to make it about the holidays because we are a week from Christmas and I know this podcast is going to launch I think probably Christmas day but um I was talking to a friend of mine my very best friend and she said her daughter has the flu right now and how devastated she is that the annual tradition they have of spending Christmas tonight with her mother she's really sad about because her mother lives a few miles away and every year they spend Christmas together on this one particular night. Um, and then they see the dad, well, her dad on Friday night. And so because her daughter has the flu, she's not able to do that and how she's absolutely devastated that she can't have one night of Christmas with her mom and one night of Christmas with her dad. And I was like trying to think back to what year it was when we were able to have like a family Christmas <laughs> because because being in the military, we are not really afforded that same privilege. No. We, before we had kids, we would try and make it back if possible right. for Christmas. But once we had kids, that became, Christmas became our family's like off limits. Like we didn't travel. I was right. not going to make my kids do what I did growing up, which is to... Go open all my presents and then have to get ready and go to my grandparents for the right, day. Right, right. And I just was not going to force my kids to do that. And I wasn't going to take them somewhere, you know, however far, whether we were in Houston, I wasn't going to drive just, you know, and get into all that Christmas travel. Exactly. And the stress of it. It's already stressful enough. And we were like, no, we're not going to do that. Christmas is our day. And I wanted to give my kids that. Yep. They only get 18 of them. Really. Probably maybe, maybe even less when they start wanting to go do other stuff. Right. But they, we only get 18 of them really with, with us. Right. So if you are a mill spouse, 
or a mill family, you are typically traveling for the holidays if you have chosen to spend, to spend time, time with your family. family. Yeah. And it is very rare that we live so closely to family members because yeah. my friend is one block away from her mom and a few miles away from her dad. And I'm like, wow, that's so you don't see him Friday. Maybe you see him Tuesday. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> where we're like, uh, when do we see our family again? I guess July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably take a couple of weeks off in July. Yeah. And I think that that's strange for people. It is. They expect you to be like, oh, you're going home for the holidays. No, yeah. not. And sometimes they have like, there was times when John had duty. Yeah. When we didn't have kids, he would take duty so that the people who did have kids. Exactly. Could be home with their family. Exactly. Mike works Christmas Day. Yeah. So he's, we're opening presents stupid early in the morning and then he's going to work for several hours. And that was my life. Yeah. Growing up because my dad would do the same thing. Exactly. And then my mom and I, we would be going down to my grandparents every Christmas. Yeah. So that was my life growing up. And I was like, you know, not having that. Exactly. So... But John would do that like before we had kids. I mean, I remember there were times that I would go take food up for the crew that was on duty mm -hmm. Christmas Day. And I would just sit up at the unit with him for Christmas Day because we he was on duty. Exactly. Yep. So it it really does put things in perspective sometimes when you're like, wow, that that's very sad for you. I can see that. And internally, I'm conflicted because it's like you're a block away from your family. Yeah. You can see them anytime. Yeah. You could walk over there and knock on a window and see yeah. them through the window. Yeah. But, and I'm, I'm devastated for my friend cause she's devastated, Yeah, but I don't understand it logically. So emotionally I'm able to feel her pain and yeah. suffering for it. But logically I'm like, that is so small on a on a calendar yeah and i think we tend to do that as spouses we tend to be like it can right. be way worse right we're always like oh my god like for me when john would go on his deployments his deployments were never very long but i would always say it could be worse he could right. be going for a year exactly I mean, look at naval, navy spouse oh my gosh i don't even know we talk about this before i don't know how year, to do it a year they're gone a year and i'm yeah. like i i could not do that right because your I child is a different it. person when they come home yeah that's crazy to me yeah and amazing to me that they that Navy wives handle that so well. Yeah. Marine spouses, army spouses, yeah. husbands, wives who are de deployed to other countries for however long. You are a breed of military spouse that I will always like. Yeah. Honor, respect and revere. It's and crazy. those kids, I could not imagine that to not see your parent for a year. Right. Yeah. It's it's rough. It is. So, cause, but even within our own Coast Guard family in our communities, like, I know that like, cause Caroline's husband's gone mm -hmm. because he's on a boat. Right. So she's a single mom. For that time for period. For that time period. Right. So, and it's a lot. And you and I both are like, let us know whatever you need. Exactly. Rarely does she ever. Probably. I don't, I don't think she ever has. She never has, which you totally can, Caroline. We right. don't mind. Even if we don't ask or offer, please know that yeah. you can just text us and be like, hey, yeah. and we'll be right there. Yeah. You can always come over. That's right. I'm just down the street. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it is crazy to me, the mentality that military spouses, and I'm, we're going to talk about coasty spouses because we're coasty spouses, but how we have to separate ourselves 
completely mentally from what our spouses do in the military and then how our friends are who are not military spouses. It's it it is a completely different reprogramming of the brain that takes place. Well, I think you as you get like longer into the <clears throat> life of being a military spouse mm-hmm. and a coasty spouse, you kind of learn the needs of the Coast Guard come first. Oh, of course. And so I think across all communities, we all know that. Right. That's like a given. Like the needs of the Coast Guard come first. It, it dictates where you go. Mm-hmm. It dictates like what you do when you are on duty. Like it dictates everything. Literally everything. Right. Like if the needs of the Coast Guard, it dictates your your whole career. Yep. The school your kids go into yeah. when they're transitioning to different grades. I mean, everything... Everything is yeah. dictated by this career choice. Oh, yeah. We have a couple minutes left. Did you want to add anything? This was your topic, and I kind of derailed it. I apologize. <laughs> As we usually do. <laughs> no, I just, I I don't know. I love seeing how all the different communities interact with each other. Yes. And I love seeing when <clears throat> you have this idea about what certain groups are like mm-hmm. certain like rates certain jobs certain things what they're like right and when you like meet other people like when you finally meet people that are in that rate or spend time with people like that right. you kind of learn like okay they're coast guard first they're not and then and then it becomes and it is more play like it's more playful Yes. Like, do I feel like, like, boat, like, the boat community absolutely hates aviation? No. Do I feel like they give them crap because aviation sometimes? Um, <clears throat> sometimes they deserve it, but. <laughs> I love aviation. Don't get me wrong. I do. But sometimes they can, like, for example, holiday routine. Okay holiday routine that's the whole time in aviation we could guarantee holiday routine and there are some people who are like what's that yeah like what's a holiday routine what does that mean right that's non-existent across other yeah communities yeah we've we have never had a holiday routine exactly (laughs) (laughs) i think it's cute when mike comes home and he's like i don't have to work tomorrow it's holiday routine and i'm like really and he's like hold on i do have to go in (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is like being here. This is the first time when John's not had like rolling 72s. Right. It's the first time. Yeah. Before we'd be like, okay, when does holiday routine start? Yeah. And then you could go somewhere. And then we could plan and right. make plans to go do all the Christmassy stuff together. Exactly. We would have like locally. Days you locally. have to be locally. Yeah. But because we could have the day to go do like the Christmas light tour mm-hmm. because you didn't have to get up to go to work the next day. Exactly. Or go do, you know, all these things. <laughs> it's like the first time I'm like, what do you mean there's no holiday routine? Right. What What, what do you mean? Like, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> We live in a Hallmark Christmas movie. We do. Town. And you're telling me that we can't go enjoy it because you yeah. don't, you have to work? And it's so funny because there are no missions that are happening no. here. No. Like in New York, there was always a mission. Exactly. There, there was were... always duty. You always had duty. You always had like deployments. There was always a crisis. You always had stuff that you Bad had. Bad guy yeah. coming in. Ports that needed to be searched. Like, exactly. Sure. Here, 
Nope. And it even goes back to like COVID. Like John's, our life. Okay, COVID was horrible and it affected a ton of people. Right. It never affected us because John's work schedule never changed. Right. He oh, still good. had to go to work. He did not work in a job mm-hmm. where he could do that remote. You can't fly a helicopter remotely. Exactly. You cannot, like, <clears throat> it just didn't change. Our life did not change. I think he got to stay home one day a week for like a month or two. Nice. But as far as everything else, our life never changed. Right. Like, we were affected by, like, the whole, like, the grocery stores. Oh, sure, of course. Like, all of that stuff. But as far as, like, you know, all these people who were home all the time and got to make bread and got to learn all these new skills. Got to make bread. crazy. Like, that never happened for us. It was just the same thing. Right. He went to work. He came home. It was our same routine. It never changed. That is funny. Funny in a, we're not laughing at COVID. No, it's Please just Please understand. I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't get to You missed home? out. Yeah, like we missed out, which is, I'm glad, don't get me wrong, but all these people who are like, yeah, I didn't have to go to work for like, you know, a year. And well, I they leveled to... up all their skills, Julie, Yeah, and, and I'm you like, didn't. what the heck? You, are, you still don't know how to make bread. No. You have a bread maker now. I do have a bread maker now. And I have a really good bread making like recipe book. Excellent. So we're we're learning you're you're just a couple of years behind. Exactly. Because I have a son who wants to make sourdough and I'm like, crap. Yeah, that's a whole other animal. That's another pet. And it's a finicky one too. It is. It's like if it dies, I'm like, well shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, son, I just didn't forgot to feed it. Like, I have to remind him to feed the dog. Do you think I'm going to remind him to feed his starter? Feed the sourdough. (laughs) Feed your starter. And on that note, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. To all seven of you out there who listen to us from time (laughs) to time. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. We are thinking of you, all male spouses across all the militaries. Yes, everyone who's doing it by themselves this year, everyone who's spouse has deployment yes or has duty or is gonna be home that's it right (laughs) right good luck to all of you and those traveling be safe be safe we are thinking of you merry christmas happy holidays all the good stuff yeah thanks for listening hey thanks for taking a moment with us the mom and dance you can find us on our website at momandancemoments.com we also have social media so you can find us on instagram facebook and Pinterest, all with Mamadon's moments.